Hi guys, it's Kara, host of Everyone's Business But Mine. And let's be real, one thing that makes the show possible is by selling sponsorships to advertisers. One way you can support us in getting more sponsors is by telling us a little bit more about yourself. You can do that by filling out a quick survey at the link in the show description. Plus, your answers are anonymous. They'll help us learn what you love most about the show and how to make it even better. The questions will ask you about the things that help advertisers understand the audience. It'll only take a few minutes, and it's an easy way to help the show. So you can find the link in the show description. Thank you so much, and stay tuned for the rest of the show. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Well, I guess it just comes down to whether or not you're an evil psychopath demon child that's come over here to murder everybody. Welcome to another episode of Everyone's Business But Mine with me, Kara Berry. Y'all, I had to do an emergency episode. This week's bad bitch quote is from none other than Dr. Phil. Um, He broached a topic that has been rocking my world for the past couple months. And I had an awesome guest to talk about it with. Just a heads up, we had some technical difficulties towards the end, Skype recording, blah, blah, blah. You guys know how it goes. So bear with me, but it's a really fun conversation. So I will catch y'all on the flip side. All right, you guys, I am so excited to be here with you with my very first guest. Oh my God. (laughs) It is Troy McKeady of the Smush Room. Hi, Troy. Hi, how are you? I'm so hype right now. You have no idea. <laughs> Me too. I'm ex- I can't believe I'm your first guest. This is an honor. Of course you can believe it. I'm obsessed with you. <laughs> Ditto. <laughs> um, okay. So I'm going to just do like some quick, quick fire questions for you before you really get into this story. Okay. Okay. Um, as of now, what is your current pop culture obsession, whether it be a scene that you saw in The Housewives this week or an Instagram celebrity? What news story? What are you into right now? Um, I'm into I'm into I can't quit Joe and Teresa. Like, I can't shake it. I can't get, oh get it off my spine. Like, it's like in my it's like in my soul. You know what? This is why you're my bitch. Because <laughs> I, I woke up this morning and the first thing I did was like, I wonder what Gia and Melania are doing in Salerno right now. 
how are they hanging out with Joe? What is going on with Teresa? Teresa has not posted a single Instagram story with Joe in it. I know. I think it's crazy that people are still debating on if Teresa's over it. I'm like, what do you mean, is she over it? Of course she's over it. Of course. I mean, how, I mean, she, I mean, listen, Teresa is a woman who's bordering untouched, but even she would be like an idiot to want to continue to be in this relationship. Oh my God. She, they haven't been together in three years. And like, I, I can already tell that I'm going to start getting triggered with this season of housewives because it's like them judging Teresa for possibly going on a, a fucking date with some guy to the beach. Like, are you kidding? Are right. you out of your mind? This is the most sexually repressed woman that has maybe ever existed. Like, Mother Please. Teresa got, had had more dick than Teresa, and she <laughs> deserves to just have a moment. Like, are you kidding me? Honestly, like, let her have a 23-year-old, you know, Rutgers, you know, alumna, and yeah. let her have her fun. Yes, let the woman live. Like, she's been she through hell. Yeah, her husband put her in fucking prison. How dare you? Like, let her have a beach lunch with a man. Yes, please. <laughs> uh, well, I I love that. I honestly could go on. I'm I having to stop myself because this is like, that's a story for me. Um, two. Have you had the Popeyes chicken sandwich yet? I have not. I have not. Oh my god. Have you? Okay. Yes, I've had it three times now. I had it, like, right before the bubble really burst and it got popular. Mm-hmm. And then I had it, like, the day that they stopped having it, they had four sandwiches left, and I was one of four people in line. I My was God. truly blessed. And then I had it on Sunday, the day that it came back. And honestly, like, I've been thinking about it every day since then. And I can't get it off of my mind. It's so good, Troy. <laughs> Can I tell you why I haven't had it? Yeah. And this is, like, a weird reason. but It's, like, because like, I know it's good. Like, I don't even need to run out because it's Popeye's. Like, yeah. I'm, like, debating. I'm questioning anybody who didn't know Popeye's was, like, the better choice already. Do you know what I mean? Yes. That, that's very true. Like, I used to love Chick-fil-A. I'm from Georgia. I don't eat it now because, you know, hashtag gay rights. But, right. you know, the chicken sandwich did not have the range with the pickles. Mm-hmm. And this one has, like, a very thick, one thick pickle. And I appreciate that. And they have a spicy sauce. But you're right. You know it's going to be good. You don't – you can walk, don't run. But Yeah, like, I know like, I'll get to it. And, like, you know, I've always felt like Popeye's literally – even though when I go in there, it's, like, 14-year-old girls that are, like, really angry at me taking my order. It does taste like somebody's aunt, like, put their fucking foot in your food. Like, just really yeah. – it's so good. So I'm like, I already know it's good. I don't even need to run to it. I know what food tastes like when a grandmother prays over it, and that's exactly what Popeye's is, you know? Yes. <laughs> um, okay, so third question is, if you were a teen, if you were youth of today, do you think that you would have been a Visco girl, or, like, what sort of kid would you have been? Um, TikTok? A TikTok, maybe? I would definitely not be a TikTok gal. I know just, like, kind of... If I can base it off of, like, my MySpace persona at, like, 15, uh, I think that I would still most likely be an Instagram girl. Okay. I I think that I would have, like, stuck true to Instagram, but I would have had, like, a moody, like, um, aesthetic Instagram. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm, Yes, I do get that. (laughs) Because, like, 
I truly at 15 on my MySpace thought that I was like the Prince of Darkness. So (laughs) (laughs) I love that. I'm obsessed with that. So do you think like Billie Eilish all day long, this is what we're getting? Yes. Yes, 1,000. (laughs) Gotcha. Okay. So our final question is, who do you think is the best housewife of all time? But not your favorite housewife, the housewife who was just best for the show. Bethany Frankel. I don't have to think about it. Really? Yeah, easy choice, Bethany Frankel. I think Bethany Frankel is one of the – I think Bethany Frankel is the premier housewife, even if she hadn't found success. Like, if Bethany Frankel was still poor and, like, living with the dearly departed Cookie in a one-bedroom apartment, like, dating shitty guys, I would still think that she was the best housewife of all time. Who do you think is second best, then? Who's number two? Second best? Oh, that's hard. Um, Second best, I would honestly probably have to say Lisa Vanderpump, just because she's, like, revolutionized. Like, Lisa Vanderpump, I'll never forget the first time I saw her. Like, she immediately felt like what it should mean to be a real housewife. Absolutely. Encompasses the name and the brand. So I think Lisa would probably be a close second. Yeah. She's, like, the wealth and the opulence, and she's just, like, bordering on camp, but Mm -hmm. it's, like, an effortless sort of thing where it's not, like, like a Tamara Barney who's just now crawling to get into Kodo de Casa. (laughs) (laughs) Like, she was born with it. You know, she smells like white diamonds, even though she doesn't use it. Yeah, Yeah. I get that. Okay, okay. I respect all of you. Who thinks the best housewife of all time? I've been thinking about this because I've been really struggling with the Real Housewives of Orange County this season. Mm-hmm. Um, just like as a Housewives scholar, I just think that like we're in the dawning of an age of a new era of Housewives. Mm-hmm. Now that we've like officially neutered Vicky, yeah. um, you know, like I want to say Nene, but I think she really shoots herself in the foot since this Ryan Murphy thing. She's it's just been like awful. She's I know. Um, I'm inclined to say. I'm I'm waffling between Sonia and Ramona. Okay, I'm I I support that. I really do. Because they do, you know, Ramona kind of had that effortless like New York wealth in the way that LVP has in Beverly Hills. Not flashy about it, but like you know, she had that gorgeous Hamptons house. Still does. Yeah. You know Ford. it's there. Yeah, you know it's there. And you don't really have to be, well, you know, talk about it, you know. But then I, I love the, like, tragedy of Sonia, of having so much and coming on the show, like, humbled and, yeah, you know, like, trying to crawl her way back. I, I love the show. Yeah. I agree with that. And I feel like Sonia's, like, lack of self-awareness is also great for a housewife. Oh, for sure. You know what I mean? Like, that's what makes Sonia so great is that she just doesn't fully ever get it and like i pray to god she never does (laughs) you wonder if any of the stories of her being on yachts with dignitaries are true but like (laughs) you know that they probably are in some context but like you know not to the frequency with which she refers to them constantly yeah it's like the same as like you couldn't trust sonia to retell you like what she did that morning because it would be a little off you know what i mean so like her in quotes partying with john john I'm sure they were in the same rooms, but like, you know what I mean? I'm sure that he also was like really repulsed by her and like didn't want anything to do with her. 
Sure, absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> John John's dead, so that's over. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay, so now we're gonna get to the meat and the potatoes. I'm I've been so excited about this for the story has been like the story of my year, hands down, and it just happened yeah. a month ago. So there is a woman slash child slash teenager named Natalia Grace. And she has been rocking the news, like I said, for the past like month or six weeks now, because there have been um, questions. There have been a lot of questions. So you don't know too much about the story, correct? Um, okay, so like I read a little. Like I, I did read enough just because I felt super nervous not knowing anything. But <laughs> okay. like even having read things, I still don't know anything you know what I mean I don't think Dr. Phil knows anything either I don't think so either and I did watch that so we're gonna recap that in a second but for those of you who don't know there was a girl named Italia Grace um there is a family named the Barnetts I believe their name are Christine and Michael um they are a family from Indiana who have been in the news before because they had three sons, one of which had autism, but he became this like math whiz, like a super genius. So they also had a, like a daycare in their home, which was very popular because, you know, you have a super genius in your house. People are very interested. They were, you know, pretty comfortable financially, just known worldwide as an excellent stand-up family. Um, in 2010, they decide to adopt. Christine had had some um, issues with fertility, so they decide to go to adopt a child. And in 2010, they get this emergency adoption notice from a girl in Florida <clears throat> where dreams come true. That was the first <laughs> time, you know. <laughs> um, so they, it was like a 24-hour emergency adoption. They decide to get her. They don't really ask questions. They knew that the child had come from a different family, but things didn't work out. They didn't ask why. They just decided to get her. Um, <clears throat> so they go to Florida to pick her up. They do all the paperwork. Natalia has been, at this point, in the United States since 2008 from Ukraine. Um, they said that her date of birth was September 4th, 2003. And yeah, like I said, her parents, her previous adoptive parents had given up on her. So she needed a home. So they were very excited to get her. Natalia seemed, you know, very typical of an adopted child, like a little bit nervous, a little bit standoffish. Like, you know, they knew that this was going to be a good amount of work for them. Yeah. Um, and they noticed that she couldn't walk, which is something that they did not know when they had gotten the paperwork. <clears throat> so they go to Disneyland. They're like showering her with attention, totally spoiling her. Then they go to the beach and the sons run to the water. <clears throat> Natalia wants to go to the water, too, of course. Um, but the parents have been holding her because they didn't have a wheelchair or anything. They had not prepared. Um They'd been holding her all day. They said, okay, like, just give us a few minutes and then we'll take you out to the water. Natalia gets frustrated and Natalia, who previously could not walk at all, runs to the water. <laughs> so, so this is a, a, a alarm number one. <clears throat> um, 
things start happening. <laughs> they go, you know, they're giving her baths. And this girl that they think is six years old is, Christine reports that she has a full head of pubic hair for a six-year-old. Oh my god! It's it's like I'm I'm already I feel lightheaded already. Like I feel queasy. <laughs> so she's quoted as saying, "I was giving her a bath and I noticed that she had full pubic hair. I was so shocked. I had just been told she was a six-year-old, and it was very apparent that she wasn't." Um, Natalia also was like not interested in dolls, not interested in like toys. She was really like more interested in teenage girls, and they said that her vocabulary was pretty sophisticated for a six-year-old. Um, they, like I said, they had ran a school. Um, she, <laughs> she once said during school that Natalia turned to Christine, the mother, and said, These children are exhausting. I don't know how you do it. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, real talk, me at six. Right? I'm like, Yeah, I'm not really seeing the problem because I would absolutely be doing the same thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, so yeah, she said that even though there were all these red flags, they didn't have any regrets. She was like really in love with her. You know, she said it was hard to decipher because Natalia also has a form of dwarfism. And because of that, she said that it was kind of hard to tell how old Natalia really was, but she was just so overwhelmed with love for this child question mark that she decided to just keep her. Um, so then they go to the doctor and they have a bone density test mm-hmm. to establish Natalia's age. Um, the doctor said that she was at least 14 or older. And at that point she goes from wearing like child's clothes into like more sophisticated age appropriate clothing. So, but as this also mm-hmm. happens, as they're establishing that she's older, Natalia begins to retaliate. Um, she says that Christine Barnett says that she was watching on a baby monitor once and, and Natalia attacked a baby boy while she was um, alone. Um, that she, quote, scoffed at the childish bonding exercises that they had at therapy together. Um, <laughs> that in 2011, Natalia was smearing bodily fluids on the walls and on the mirrors, making de- death threats to people and hearing voices. Um, so, <laughs> a complete mental breakdown. Um, <laughs> um, so over the course of 2011 to 2012, Natalia is like in and out of psychiatric hospitals. Um, she's like diagnosed with various psychiatric disorders. Um, one time they went out for a birthday party for one of the sons and Christine claims that Natalia, who, (laughs) who can walk, can't walk is a dwarf. That that's for sure. Um, dragged her to an electric fence (laughs) And tried to electrocute her at a birthday party. (laughs) Um, At this point, Natalia was placed in long-term care. Um, She, during her time at the psychiatric hospital, she was, she confessed to being older than she was. Um, uh, Christine also has documents claiming all these things um, that Natalia claimed 
in 2012 that she was actually 18 and that she had described how she had tried to kill family members and had no remorse by it and thought that it was fun. And also in March 2012, she, okay, the the Barnett's primary care physician um, changed her certificate, birth certificate from her birth being 2003 to 1989, which is wild. Is that yeah. older than you at this point? <laughs> yeah, like that's insane. <laughs> um, so then, you know, obviously people are starting to ask questions about what is going on here. Um, <clears throat> the detectives try to get on the scene. Um but, you know, they tried to get the FBI on the situation, but things didn't really go any further than that. Um, so, yeah, in June of 2012, the Barnett successfully applied to have Natalia's age changed from 8 to 22. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up Quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's Quince.com slash upgrade. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. It was a big fucking leap. <laughs> like, wild. <laughs> so her birthday goes from September 4th, 19... No, September 4th, 2003 to December 4th, 1990, 1989. Excuse me. So at this point, she's considered an adult by the state. She's legally responsible for herself. Despite that, the Barnett's decide to get her an apartment um, after she gets out of her psychiatric hospital. And get placed under the care of, like, a health care provider. So they get her food stamps. They apply for benefits. They get her an ID. Um, and things go awry at this apartment. She's there for, like, an, a year. Um, she ends up getting evicted from the apartment for causing trouble. And the Barnets end up getting her another apartment and try to get her enrolled in, like, adult education classes. <laughs> Want to take her... So she can go to cosmetology school. <laughs> They're like, <laughs> really? <laughs> Natalia is going to be for, go from a murderer to a makeup artist. They're like, and she loves nails. <laughs> Listen, she beat my face and then she really beat my face. Okay? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Gosh. Okay. So yeah, they, they're like setting her up and they decide to, the Barnett's actually decide to get, so they get her another apartment. They co-sign the lease. They paid the rent for a year and they get her groceries. They buy her furniture. So she, this is now apartment number two. She's got food stamps. She's got social security. She was, had demonstrated that she's able to live on her own 
and they go to Canada. <laughs> they move to Ontario to um, take their like specially, you know, the, their genius son to go to this like special school. So they're now in Canada while little Natalia is still in Indiana. Um, at this point, she stops returning their calls. Um, they thought that maybe she had stopped making her medication and had started like tricking again and posing for another child, posing as a child for another family. So they go to visit her. <clears throat> this is my favorite part of the story. They visit her. They find that she's got like a little girl's dress in her closet and a little pink bicycle by the house. So she's like fully reverted back to, to acting like a child. I think about this moment all the time. Like, imagine going up, rolling up in this apartment, and seeing a pink bicycle at the side of the house. Like, and just like yeah, squinting your eyes at her, like, girl. <laughs> like the nonverbal communication that had to be happening, I can't even imagine. <laughs> I just imagine her like going on Amazon and being like, "Take me to the children's place." <laughs> like dolly clothes. <laughs> Sinister music playing in the background, like, <laughs> all right, then. And she's, like, cussing in Russian. <laughs> I'm ordering the full Carter's spring-summer line, and you can't tell me anything about it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, yeah, so she stops communicating with the family. Um, they figure out that she's basically... <laughs> this is another great part of the... Okay, so they wanted to force her back into treatment, but because she's now an adult, they can't do anything about her. Um, that she, the only communication they had with her was that they got a letter in the mail stating that she had changed the beneficiary from Michael, the father, to somebody else for her social security. <clears throat> and they're quoted as saying, the last time we spoke on the phone, she told me she was cooking spaghetti for her new family. <laughs> Oh, my fucking God. <laughs> um, so they're claiming that they didn't abandon anybody. They went to Canada to further their son's education. Um, you know, they're, like, very shocked by all the accusations that are happening. Um, but the sheriff's county for Tippecanoe, um, the sheriff's department for the Tippecanoe, Tippecanoe County, which is where they were living in Indiana, they have a very different version of the event. Um, a September 11th affidavit of probable cause was obtained by Daily Mail, um, says that they carried out bone density tests for Natalia in 2010, and they concluded that she was eight, which was would have been the age that she had claimed to be at the time. Um, so they're saying that she was telling the truth, that two years later, they did another skeletal test and that they concluded that she was around 11 years old, which would, again you know, uh, go along with the claim that she had been six this whole time. <clears throat> um, so in 2014, there was an affidavit that Natalia had told the police in 20, yeah, 20, 20, ugh, 2014 that she had been left alone when her parents had moved to Canada. And the cops concluded that she was a reliable and credible witness. Um, but here's the thing, is that all this happened in 2010. There are only... This investigation happened in 2014, so there's a big questions about why it took so long for them to get on this case, and why in 2019 are the parents only now getting arrested for it? I mean, that's my main question: is like, why is not a single person in jail? 
<laughs> like, why is everybody out free? <laughs> yeah, the parents were booked, but they are out free. Um, yeah, and it's just, just a lot of questions. Um, so as of now, they, in 2019, Natalia is claiming that she is 16. However, her birth certificate says that she's 30. Um, so they're trying to figure everything out in terms of like the, the, uh, lawsuits and trial that happens in January of 2020. Um, so the big thing happened was that Natalia was on Dr. Phil on Thursday and I really don't watch, like I used to be like an avid, um, you know, like daytime talk show person, but I really don't watch this stuff now, but this was like such a treat. Um, the title of the episode was called Ukrainian child or adult sociopath. <laughs> yeah, I love Do- Dr. Phil really knows his audience. He knows what we want <laughs> and like what will like get us to like, not, you know, go out and run errands at noon. Like we'll stay home and watch. Uh, are you like a Dr. Phil head? Big time, yeah. I, I'm I'm more of a hate watcher, um, but then I become endeared throughout each episode, which I think is the point. I don't know. Yeah, I, I get I feel you on that. Um, <clears throat> so Natalia does the interview with her new adopted parents, who are Cynthia and Antoine Mans. Um, Antoine is a pastor, and they're sort of known for kind of like taking in people in the community. They have adopted children, they have biological children, and they're just like you know, church folk. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like I said, Natalia claimed to have been born in 19, ugh, September 4th, 2003. She has something called diastrophic dysplasia and scoliosis. Um, so she's claiming that she came from Ukraine in 2003 and was in New Hampshire. She had the adoptive parents in New Hampshire. She says that the reason why they didn't want her anymore was because she was play wrestling with one of the children and she like hit the kid's arm in such a way that they thought that she was doing it intentionally. So that's why they didn't want her anymore. Um, And at that point, that's when she went to Florida for, to stay with the Barnett's. She claims that they, everything was fine with them until Natalia had to have a surgery And at that point, that's when Christine started questioning how old she actually was. (laughs) So Dr. Phil pulls up his huge budget and just takes a laptop from under his chair and shows them video of this Daily Mail interview. Like (laughs) The TV out here, like, why do you have to hold a laptop? An iPad? Can you give her an iPad? He has all sorts of wacky tech. I like when he walks over to when he actually I'm gonna say he stomps over to the touch screen and starts just writing slander all over the screen about the person that's sitting in the seat. He's such he's so ridiculous. <laughs> really? What a what a gem, Dr. Flores. Um so they, he did ask her about the pubic hair. She had no answer. And the adults Uh, Her parents interrupted him and said that as long as they've had her, they she has not had a period and she's been with them like two years now. Um, But no answer on the pubes, which is the thing that I have the most questions about, frankly. Um, Okay, Dr. Phil asked her if she had ever stood in the room with a knife um, looking over the parents had ever um, (laughs) 
when, when they do this, literally a, a slasher, like a knife slash, because, like a one of those like sound effects plays. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> so he asked her about that, and Natalia starts to cry. And she also didn't really answer whether or not she had done that. Um, so then he asked her about the electric fence story. And she says, that, like, like they said, that they were at a birthday party. They were walking on a trail. So they were like in a park. They were walking on a trail that she got a quarter of the way there and that she just got tired. And that had to stop. So the boys and the father went ahead while she stayed behind with the mom. And the mom was like, you got to walk. Like, you got to do this. So she says that she gets up and starts walking and that she pulled Christine down because she, like, stumbled <clears throat> and that they happened to be near an electric fence. And that's what happened. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great, too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at UH1.com. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com I mean, um, to be honest, much more believable than this girl, like, grabbing her by her hair and, like, dragging her <laughs> across a yard or whatever. Like, wild. <laughs> like, dragging a full-grown woman when you have dwarfism and scoliosis and can't walk. You, you drag like, her to an electric fence? <laughs> <laughs> and, like, not only dragged her, but then, like, placed her body upon it. Like, how? Right. <laughs> I had some questions about you and your upper body strength received. That's the only question I'm having. <laughs> uh, um, okay. So they said that, okay. So she's was in two apartments. She was in the first one for a year. And that the second one, she was in the apartment for about six weeks. At that point, a woman contacted the new family, the new mother and said, I think there's a child living by herself, but she's telling me that she's 22. So, um, what is her name? Cynthia. Cynthia Manns goes over to the apartment. She asks Natalia, you know, like, how old are you? She says 22. She says, but I could tell that this was something that she was been, she had been coached to say. Um, and at that point, they were like, I think you should just come with me. So she goes with her, and it's been, like, happily ever after since then. She's just been living in the house with the family. Um, she had also been, like I said, taking, they asked her, like, Phil asked her, what were you doing for that first year? He said, because usually when children are adopted and when they come from different countries, that they're kind of delayed at least a year or two. Said, so, so if you were living in this apartment at eight, then you were probably only as mature as a six or seven year old. So how the hell were you living in there for a whole year? Yeah, like what were uh, you doing? <laughs> she, she said she had to go to school. 
So <laughs> this bitch was focused on her education. She was going to school every day. I guess nobody was asking her questions. Um, and they said that she did not cook, that she didn't use the stove, but that the first time that she was living in that apartment, that the Barnetts would come and visit her a lot more often. And so the second time when they officially moved to Canada, that's when like things fell apart for her. So she's just like full on Kevin McAllistering about <laughs> in her house, like eating Mich- like what are those like um, Michelin meals every day? Like a, a, <laughs> just eating mac and cheese every single eating day. Eating a kid cuisine every day. Um, yeah. And like going to school. It's she said wild. The, she said the school is a block away from her apartment. So it was like, no problem for her to go. Why the hell? Like, are you signing permission? Who's signing her permission slips? Yeah, like, are you going on field trips at all? Or, like, is anybody at, like, nobody's asking a single question the whole year? <laughs> I mean, like, what? Where is your mom? Why? I, I just, like, yeah, how is it possible? Nobody called the police. Nobody, I guess because they just assumed that she was 22 at this point, that, like, they really couldn't do anything about it. But, like, it, there's no record of her having, yeah, like, any sort of interaction. Like, nobody thought that it was weird in that whole year. Nobody questioned it. And, like, is she going school shopping? Like, is she going <laughs> to, like, Kohl's and buying clothes? Like, you know, like, what is she doing? Right. What? Is, how is she going to the grocery store? Yeah. Is she, like, what is she... I'm just so I am so confused by this. I don't like I can't wrap my head around like any like morsel of it. It's wild. It's so wild. Like what is what if her toilet got clogged? Yeah, like that was the other thing is like she never once needed somebody to like come over for anything. Right. Like does she have furniture? I'm just is she in an empty apartment? Well, they gave her furniture, so. She did, her apartment was all set up. Okay, so it was fully set up with, like, everything. Yes, and she did say that they gave her, like, cans, like, they gave her, like, uh, like, non-perishable foods. What are you, I mean, how old do you think this girl is? Let's just start there. Like, how old is she? (laughs) Um, I, okay, so she could be anywhere between 16 and 30 at this point. I think... I think she's, like, early 20s. I kind of think so, too. But I also agree with Dr. Phil, who said that he thinks she doesn't know her age. Like, she just doesn't know. You know what I mean? Like, right. like And she, that's completely fair, given her circumstances. Yeah, like, she goes back and forth between, like, kind of, like, leaning into different age brackets because she literally doesn't know, like, what age she's supposed to be. So and like she was, Dr. Phil, she was very mature, very like well spoken. Yeah. It, it not in the way that a sixteen year old would be. Yeah. Um so basically, um she basically said, Okay, so at one point Dr. Phil almost starts to cry. <laughs> and he said, Well, I don't care about your age because you're just a human. And <laughs> That was a thing. <laughs> so, so as of now, she's still legally considered 30. She said, and this was another thing that it was like, okay, 
I can tell that you've been hanging out with black people. She says that she wants the Barnett's to get right with God. And that (laughs) 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 Oh my God. (laughs) Truly like, okay, either you're, it's definitely not something a 16 year old would say, but it's definitely something a 16 year old who's been living with a black pastor would say. So that's another confusing thing. (laughs) That's one of the things you learn from like your aunt when she's angry. Right. You don't just, like, attain that. Right. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay. Um, so, yeah, Phil, Dr. Phil said he's impressed when Natalia, um, her mother actually did come out from Ukraine and say that she is, uh, she was born in 2003, that she gave her up. And, like, later in 2003, like, a few months after having her, and that, you know, whatever happened, happened with her from that. Um, So they are trying to arrange a meeting between Natalia and her birth mom, which I'm very excited about. Um, They tried to ask the Barnett's any, you know, if they could issue any questions, but since being arrested, they're on a gag order and the trial will be in January. I can't wait to see what happens. Dr. Phil will be out there with bells and whistles with nine (laughs) fucking film crews. I can't wait. Like, I need answers. I need things to be figured out. This is the wildest thing that I've ever seen on TV. Isn't it not the wildest, wildest shit? And, like, what does anybody have to gain by from this? That's – I was literally just going to say, what is everybody's – like, whoever's, like, definitely lying, what is – I mean, I guess the only thing I could see, like, the reason – like, I was – um. I was watching, like, some YouTube videos of people, like, debating, and they were saying, like, you know, the original, like, the mom, because there's, like, so many parents, the mom with the um, son that's, like, a prodigy, Mm -hmm. that, like, you know, she just basically didn't want to be seen by the public as, like, the woman who actually couldn't do it all, like, you know, Mm. you have this kid that is, like, going to college at 15 because he's so smart, but then, like, you can't, like, take care of this, like, little girl. And, like, she was in – just wanted to, like – because she was, like, trying to write a book and, like, become a star from all of that. So I could kind of see the Kate Gosselin jump out a little bit in that sense, <laughs> you know? But, like, where's the logic in just giving her up? Yeah, like, I don't – I can't wrap my head around any of it. It's like that's the, a much worse look than her just being a bad child, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um. Mm. This is truly a story for the ages. This is like, I'm actually annoyed that the orphan already exists because I'm like, I want this to be a movie, but it like literally is one. <laughs> yeah. And that's another thing is that orphan came out literally a year before they adopted Natalia. Like it does literally sound like they just watched it and were like, well, we can kind of go with this. I don't know. She's a Russian. I'm sick of this bitch. Let's get her out of here. <laughs> yeah. Let's say that we allegedly saw her pull a flipper out of her mouth and, like, wipe concealer off her face and underneath was, like, a little – an old hag. <laughs> <laughs> was that movie actually good? Should I watch it? I'm feeling compelled now. Oh, it's so good. I mean, it's, like – it's amazing. Like, the reveal – the reveal at the end when you finally see that she's, like, a, an old woman with, like, a gimp and, like, she has, like, an old woman limp and she's, like – she has, like, a deep voice in the whole time she's been, like, this sweet little girl. It's amazing. It's a really good movie. Okay. Okay. This is getting me as excited as Unruh Paul's Drag Race when What's-His-Face 
had the roses coming out of his head? Is it like yeah. that? Yeah. <laughs> is that exciting? <laughs> it's a, it is a reveal. Like, it is, like, whole <laughs> seven minutes devoted to, like, her prosthetics and, like, her makeup oh and her wigs and the whole thing. It's amazing. But, yeah, it's, like, it's eerily similar. And, like, she's also a Russian orphan. Right. Yeah, I mean, that's another thing to, like, take into context is that um, the Russian-Ukrainian adoption uh it's a bit of a scam and i think that they do kind of uh fudge the numbers a bit yeah for sure i think so too i mean like i guess the other thing about this that's like really confusing to me is like (laughs) the way that it's like being handled so publicly like whoever is lying is going to look horrific (laughs) horrific. because this is like terrible right exactly i this is a terrible, terrible story. Like, holy shit. Nobody looks great in it. It doesn't no. benefit anybody at all. Not at all. Like, I would have turned down Dr. Phil 1,000%. I'd be like, no, we can't go any further with this. We cannot become, like, the story of a decade. No. <laughs> uh, I did look at the man's uh, Facebook because it was still up as of recently. And they did have pictures of Natalia with her kids throughout the years. And I don't mean to, like, stereotype, but the, the, her new family just seems like people who would get caught up on something like this. And, like, they seem easily scammable. I'm just going to say that. Yeah, I agree. I definitely agree with that. I mean, I think Dr. Phil felt like that, too. They, she found a good mark. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Like, they're just very, like, even the, the the dad, when he was like, he's like, you know, I'm usually the one that says, uh, hold on a minute, hold on, I'm the one that's a little bit more, you know, they're like, okay, sir. All right, tough guy. I do not want to attend their church, or do I? <laughs> yeah, or do you? I like choir? Oh, my God. <laughs> or do you with, like, an early 2000s handheld Hey, guys, camera, like, unfortunately, handheld. we got cut off, but we were pretty much at the end. I guess my final question for you is, who do you think should play Natalia Grace? I've been thinking about this the entire time. Um, it's like, do I want, like, a woman to play her or a kid? Like, at this, we could go either way, I guess. Um, could. I was thinking that girl, and maybe that's just because her name's Natalie or Natalia, the girl from Stranger Things, who's, like, super skinny. Oh, yeah. Yes, that'd be good. Yeah. Um, she does look like a child and an adult. I would, like, really love if one of the women, and this is not, like, uh, it, this is not, like, stereotyping because they are little women, but, like, I would actually love for one of the women from Little Women LA or Atlanta to play her like I can see Tara already trying you ever, have you ever watched Little Women uh, yeah I watched like the first couple seasons of LA and so yes I'm very familiar with Tara and I think you're right but I <laughs> I mean if we could get Miss Juicy Baby on that I, I mean if we could turn this, role. <laughs> if we could turn this into a black story a story about a black family and just get <laughs> an excuse to get Juicy to play her I would literally fund it myself <laughs> Yeah, if we could do like full black family, oh my gosh, yeah, that would be so good. But I was gonna say, I feel like Tara is already trying to get the rights to the story. Like she's already clawing <laughs> to be the to play her in a movie for sure. Tara was born to be a star. I can't. I'm not gonna knock her hustle, you know. No, not at all. 
<laughs> well, Troy, thank you so much for being here. You're a delight as usual. Of course. Thanks for having me. This was super fun. It was so much fun. I cannot imagine that anybody doesn't know who you are, but if they don't, tell them where to find you. Um, well, I run a dog and pony show called This Mushroom. Um, <laughs> it's spelled S-M-U-S. Sorry, there's a 5150 going by my house right now. Uh, it's spelled S-M-U-S-H-R-O-O-M. Um, you can find me on all the things, Stitcher and iTunes and stuff. Um, I'm on the internet at Troy McEady, M-C-E-A-D-Y. Is how you spell my last name. And, uh, yeah. Bless you so much for being on. Um, I'm going to have to co- have you come back again soon. I would absolutely love to. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> Talk to you later, Troy. All Bye. right, you guys. Well, thank you for listening. Be sure to follow and listen to Troy McKeady's podcast, This Mushroom, if you don't already. It is one of my favorites out there. And y'all have a great week. Thank you for listening. Thank me for speaking. I love you.